What is the best university ever? Welcome to Iowa, where you can write your own story. Choose from over 200 areas of study, including a dozen programs ranked in the top 10. Roll up your sleeves and try something new. You never know where it might take you. This story is written, directed, and produced by you. Learn more at uiowa.edu. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. And today we are switching it up. It is almost TLC time in WWE's calendar when they start. everyone starts to become a fan of both ladders, chairs, and tables. So and we're sometimes gonna, steps. And sometimes stairs. Remember when Eric Rowan had a stairs match against Big Show? Against the Big Show, yes. What the fuck were we... Th- Anyways, so instead of covering a wrestler's career, instead today we are watching five different tables matches why tables because we like tables it was the first thing that popped into my head and you guys are going to be really surprised what were the first two tables matches that popped into my head yes the the last two tables matches we cover are the first two that came into javier's mind which i think is a strange collection but we're going to be watching five different tables matches with all different people i believe i don't think there's any duplicates across all the matches all different folks technically there is. There's a duplicate. But in different capacities. Exactly. So we're going to watch just tables matches, and you know what? We're going to rate all the table spots, because that'll be fun, switching up a little bit after three straight episodes of epic matches of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Go back and listen to those. They were really fun. They were very, very fun. So now, instead, we're going to do tables matches. But before all that happens, follow the podcast on Twitter, at CrossBodyOfWork. Be sure to check out FullPressWrestling.com for wrestling coverage. If you want to write for Full Press Wrestling, there's a link at the website to apply to write. Also, all of our merch is still on sale. FullPressShop.com. Go check that out. Purchase the merch. Support the pod. That's all the housekeeping out of the way. Let's move to tables. Oh, my brother. Yes. Testify. Of course, the first tables match we do has to be Dudley Boy related. This is from No Mercy 2000. So they were on their... So T, TLC has happened at this point? When's, when's yes. TLC won? TLC, wasn't that WrestleMania? No, there was... No, the, 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 that uh, was a triangle ladder match. So, yes, it's uh, SummerSlam. So tables matches are... Or TLCs are a thing. But as we all know, the Dudley Boys love tables. So in this match, it is a Dudley Boys tables invitational match from No Mercy 2000. Five different teams... We get to see how good WWF's tag division was in 2000. The short answer is, it's fucking fire. That's a way of describing it. <laughs> I mean, they're not all good, but they're at least all memorable. Okay, so the first team that comes out is Too Cool, which I popped for. I love watching a nice little Grandmaster Sexay with a, a little sprinkle of Scotty Too Hotty. Why does Grandmaster Sexay have two sets of goggles on? Why are you complaining? He has two separate sets of goggles on. I it's hate called it style, Evan. You wouldn't know anything about it. Correct. I don't. I have zero pairs of goggles. I have nothing to say. Exactly. Evan's wearing like the most casual, like zip sweater. I don't know what those are called. What are those called? Zip ups. I just call them. Zips. I guess. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it was my university. When we were recording this, my the university I work for, uh, it was our uh, charter day. So it's like a big spirit day here. So I wore something with like that's related to my university. So woo, go go school. And they yeah. wear shirts that say school like idiots. Go whatever school that is. Go schools. I have no swag in comparison to a man like Grandmaster Sexay. No, you don't. But is, then is, Lowdown the cor- came out. Hold on. Is the correct phrasing Grandmaster or Masta? Grandmaster Sexy. Okay. I know it's Sexay. Grandmaster Sexay. We're, we're learning all the linguistics of, the, of this man's intricate gimmick. It's not er. It's, I mean, it's spelled Grandmaster. I know. Just, he, he, why? This man. Because. Why? Why is he like this? He, listen, he's just the exact opposite of his father and that's okay <laughs> that that is okay and you're right next out is lowdown i do not remember lowdown at all so this is after we covered d'lo brown recently after d'lo brown was involved with mark henry and was your continental champion uh he kind of went away for a little bit and came back as part of a tag team with Chaz, who was of the head smashers headbangers headbangers and also was beaver cleavage we don't talk about beaver cleavage. We definitely don't. And so these guys just look super generic. It's also D'Lo without the chest protector, which looks wrong. No. It looks wrong. It's never okay, people. <laughs> it's, it's never okay for D'Lo to it's not okay have a chest protector. It's okay if Roman Reigns doesn't wear a vest. But D'Lo must always wear the chest protector. Yeah, Roman Reigns should never wear that vest again. Yeah, Roman Reigns should never wear a shirt again. <laughs> but they have to sell shirts. So he has to wear shirts No, I don't care. I'm sorry. It's a little. If I look that way, I would be shirtless everywhere. I don't care. I'd fucking go th- into a McDonald's, no shirt on. You want to s- not serve me? Look at these goddamn pecs. You wouldn't be in a McDonald's if you look like that anyways. I have kids. You don't know. <laughs> I don't have kids, but if I'm Roman Reigns, I do. Anywho, so we're getting uh, Lowdown versus Too Cool to Start. Also, just a note about Too Cool. This is the show where Rikishi fights Steve Austin after running him over a year earlier. Yes. What a fun bit of Austin's history that was when we covered it. And we're so close to Armageddon. So close to that six-man Hell in a Cell match, which is my favorite thing to play in WWE 2K. Six-man Hell in a Cell match. It's so fun. Every time. Oh, Hell in a Cell. I thought you meant that specific Armageddon match. No, not not, not that specific breakdown, but just a six-man Hell in a Cell is always super fun. I was about to buy that WWE game right now just so (laughs) I could play that Armageddon match. So the way that it works in this particular match is... Uh, a team is eliminated when one person goes through a table and then the next team comes out until we have gone through all five teams. The beginning of this match is... Fucking boring. Really boring. That's probably the best way to put it. I was trying to think of a nice way. That's... Yeah, no, it's pretty it's boring. No, it's so freaking boring. Like, I literally, my first note is, too cool this first, lot of exclamation points. Then it's, I forgot about Lowdown. And then it's, holy shit, this is boring so far. The only spot that I really remember is Scotty low-blowing Chaz with the edge of a table. Uh, Yeah, then it go, Then I wrote, okay, somebody get eliminated. I can't watch this. And then Scotty hits Chaz in the nuts with a table. Yep. Then it starts getting it lit because D-Lo hits his like, powerbomb thing, which... Sky high. That's what it's called. I just keep calling it the Clash of the Titus because that's what it is. That is. It's the same move, yep. Scotty throws Chaz into a table... And then Grandmaster Sexay moves. Uh, okay, so right. So Scotty two Tuhati, set up. Yeah. Yeah, two tables set up. Scotty Tuhati is getting beat down on the top rope by Chaz. On the opposite side of the ring, D-Lo 
uh, has Grandmaster Sexay set up on a table. He's going to hit the lowdown. And then, so Scotty throws Chaz. D'Lo does the lowdown. Grandmaster moves out of the way. D'Lo goes through the table. Chaz goes through the table. Lowdown. They're out. They gone. What do you give it up to 10 for a table spot? Okay. So we're splitting them into two different ones because there's two different table spots. So the Chaz one is like one. Because all he did was get thrown. All he did was fall. Yep. Yeah. I'll give it a two because there was some effort involved. Uh, the lowdown, that is a four because I like the lowdown. And I like the way the table broke. It was clean. That's fair. I gave it a four because I think I, I thought of them as in tandem. And it was pretty stereo, the fact they both went through the table. Like, it was pretty well-timed. Mm. And- All right. If we're, doing, if we're taking that into consideration, bump each by one. So we got a, we got a three for Chaz and a five for Which D-Lo. averages out to a four. Look at that. Same page. Same page. Yes. The next team out is a team that you don't think of being a team. Raven and Taz. Yeah, that was weird. The OG <laughs> Team Taz, apparently. Oh, my God, yes. One of the first things I notice is when they come out and they're brawling in the ring with Too Cool is there are still pieces of the table, obviously, from the first table spots, and those pieces of table look like they're made of construction paper, maybe? They look like the weakest-looking tables I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how it held anybody. These aren't Japanese tables. No, they're not tiny Japanese tables that are, you know, well-constructed. Yeah, these aren't Japanese tables. Uh, They just, you're not going to make a hole in them when you crash through. You're just going to rip these things in half like coloring paper in kindergarten. Who do you prefer, Raven or Taz? Oh, okay. So as everyone knows here, Taz is my favorite announcer ever because of SmackDown. Yep. Uh, but but I really up. like Raven. I really like Raven. Um, I'm gonna go with Raven because Raven is the reason why I like CM Punk so much because of the OG TNA. Fair. When CM Punk was on the weekly pay per view circuit, I would say I'm more of a Taz guy mainly because I love the Taz mission and the fact that he was smaller than everybody. I, I have an <laughs> like affinity so for, small. I have affinity for all small wrestlers, so I was like, "Yeah, like, Taz is my dude." The table is set up, and it's like up to Taz's belly button, small. <laughs> yeah. Um, spots from this little segment of the match you liked? Yeah, uh, Taz puts a Taz mission on Scotty, and then like drags him into the ring. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, because Scotty's um, attempting to leg drop Raven through a table on the outside. Yeah, uh, Grandmaster Sexay goes for a sunset flip power bomb to the outside through a table, uh, but on the flip over, he breaks the table he with his foot. Kicks it. He kicks the table, and it, like, cleanly breaks in two. This is what I mean about they shatter. And you know, again, obviously that was an accident. Yeah. And commentary immediately, like, has to figure out. Everyone freezes when it happens. The crowd is like, you fucked up. Yeah. You fucked up. And commentary says, it hit his feet, and the ref didn't see it, so we're good. And it's like, that's a good save. And now they usually say, like, he has to be an offensive maneuver through a table. Yeah, it's like when the stupid stuff would happen in the Royal Rumble, and they were like, "You have to be thrown over." Mm-hmm. No, I want, I want people to eliminate themselves because that is hilarious. Yeah, macho man, macho man. There's a worm sighting, which I know you love. Yeah, he did it underneath the table, which is awesome. He low bridged under the table. It was really, really cool. Uh, and then we get a uh, 
it, it kind of just goes downhill for for too cool from it there. It suddenly ends for too cool. Taz and Raven is, set up a table. They easily double suplex Scotty through it. Yeah, it's like the most generic fucking finish you'll they ever see. They go on. Rate the table spot. Um, it was so mean potato. I'll give it like a three and a half. I gave it a three. And yeah, now close enough. Time for things to get really intense because it's Dudley time, and the crowd goes insane dudley's were yeah. so popular right here yeah i mean hey they're they are uh they're still feeling the high of the whole tlc scene with them edge and christian and the hardys they're they're still very very popular as a team because let's be honest the dudley's kind of perfectly encapsulate tag team wrestling at that time it's true you know they're exciting they're, they're brawlers they can still do like high spots they don't give a damn they can talk well enough like they can get yeah bubba's a good promo uh devon says exciting things and he screams it out loud like oh my brother (laughs) testify so dudley's are in and they are on fire early they hit a what's up on raven who sells it by bouncing a bunch which i thought was really funny oh my god the bubba bomb on taz was excellent that's the best bubba bomb i've ever seen i still don't like the move it's terrible i don't understand it but I thought that was really cool. And then we get the iconic Devon get the tables, which I prefer without countdown. Yes. I prefer all things in wrestling without countdown. Don't spell it out for everybody. The fact that we could all do, and I know we all could, do the entirety of Enzo and Cass's entrance, you don't need to spell things out for us. We will learn it, and we will follow along. Go ahead, Evan. I know you want to do it. I don't want to do it because I don't want to, him to try to sue me for royalties or something. Because he. Oh, okay. Well, he does that. Um. So yeah, Devon gets the table, and he does a leg drop on Taz through the table. Yeah, I actually I don't ever think of Devon doing anything off the top rope other than the what's up. <laughs> Honestly, it's a good looking leg drop. It was pretty good. Uh, I, I give, give it a five. A, I give it a five too. I, I was like, this is not bad. Good for Devon. So they gone, and so we're at our last two teams. Obviously, the Dudley Boys in the ring, and the most annoying theme song of all time comes on, <laughs> and it's right to censor. Your boy Bull Buchanan. Yes. No, it's B squared. In this instance, it is Bull Buchanan. It's B squared. We don't you care what the people say. Attached to B squared. B squared will be on this podcast. I wonder. I fucking hope so. That would be fantastic. I, I cannot wait. I don't know if he's going to be here in person, but I know that that my man B squared is going to be on this podcast. Whether it be oh, the John, do a John B squared episode. episode? Yeah, oh yes, it's going to be Bull Buchanan episode, and he we are going to have a B squared match in there. He's going to be in the John Cena episode. He has seen. We have seen him in at least three matches already, which is. More but has I he thought, been B squared? I thought in forty-ish episodes we would see Bull Buchanan. But has he been B squared? No, because we haven't gone through that era of John Cena. Exactly. Let's talk about the match. Uh, what'd you think? Uh, they kind of take out the ref like right away. Who's John Cohn, right? No, or Jack Don't. Jack Don't. Jesus Christ! They just they... build these refs in a lab and do <laughs> su- slightly similar. That names. sounds. Exactly the same. Whenever they're um, done with John Cone, they're going to get one named Jim Bone. It's fine. Wait. I thought Jack Doan was the one that's right now. The one that like, did no, that's the crazy John... sell on the... That's John Cone. Oh. This is Jack Doan. Then there's John Cone. Next will be Jim Bone. <laughs> uh, no, Jim Bone was the 80s. <laughs> 
Jim Bone is a, is like a Southpaw wrestling referee if I ever heard one. Oh, that is Tyler Breeze's character. I don't <laughs> care what his name is, but it's now Jim Bone. Um, well, you're right, but yeah, Bubba has Buchanan Full Nelson gets out of he gets out of it, and then uh, B Squared accidentally clobbers Jack Doan, and like he and lays him out with Lariat. Just does not care. No. Um, and then Godfather, a good father, hits Bubba with a. Oh wait, sorry, no. Bu- uh, Bubba puts B Squared through a table with the ref out, mm-hmm. uh, so it doesn't count because the ref is down. He first off, the ref is dead. My man barely ate yeah, a form. Jack Doan is dead. He's dead. Cause of death, B squared. He looks like freaking Yamcha and Dragon Ball after the Cybermen blow him up, like when he's just in that like fetal position. <laughs> so, uh, Bubba and B squared. I'm gonna call him B squared for this because why the fuck not? Uh, were wrestling yes. in the corner and B squared was hitting him with the mounted punches. Bubba then grabbed him in a powerbomb position and put him through the table. Yes. And the ref didn't see it because he's out. And then in sneaks Goodfather with a chair, cracks Bubba in the back with the chair. No, no, it was not in the back. Was that in the Bubba back of his stared head? him. Bubba stared him straight in the face. Oh, and it was an unprotected chair shot to the head. Oh, I think my brain just was like something more protected. I must have looked away. That was a mean crack, and then Jeez. Bubba f- like twisted as he sold it. And okay, he fell face first, and then uh, Goodfather puts Bubba in place of B squared, and of course, at that time, Jack Doan wakes up. And sees Bubba lying through a broken table and calls it for right to censor. But wait, there's more. Is there? Yeah, because a second referee comes out. I I thought that was the finish. <laughs> I was duped. Evan. I have been Evan, fooled. Evan, no. By, Literally like fooled. 20 seconds later, a, re- like a second Jack referee. Down. I was on to the next one. What happens? I haven't oh even my God. seen it. A second referee comes out uh, and tells him, tells Jack Doan about, I don't remember who the ref was, but he tells Jack Doan what was up. And then Jack Doan restarts the match. And I kid you not, like they take out a good, actually, no, they took out good father before I think the restart, right? Was he, was he taken out when he, when you saw the end? Uh, no. All right. So Devon takes him out. I don't remember how. But he's out of the ring, and then no, 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 they take out Bill Buchanan because Bill Buchanan was out, and then he gets tossed out of the ring, and then uh, so Devon's in the ring. They set up another table, right? He goes for that running, uh, running like you know the thing that all big men do, where they just kind of like run and then like put their body on you yeah. in a corner, clobber people. Yeah, and uh, he goes for that. While he's doing that, Devon moves out of the way. Uh, in the process of that happening, Bubba sets up the table behind him. So off the rebound of that, he turns around. Goodfather turns around. Devon picks him up 3D through the table. I missed win. a 3D through a table, and I am heartbroken. Ten it out of ten. It was a good 3D too. For a 3D through a table. Ten out of ten. That was a solid eight. I gave the original finish what I thought was a finish, an eight out of ten. That was because not an eight. That was a six. I thought it was very creative. And it, I, it deserves an eight because it fucking got me. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know this. I it was I am so quick. I get you know it was like 10, 15 seconds later a second ref came. I out. must have been really excited for the next match, which is kind of disappointing upon having watched it. Yeah, the Dudley Boys won the match. That makes me happy. They were supposed to because it's literally their invitation. It's their invitational. Uh, we're going to take our first break when we get back more tables matches. What is the best university ever? Welcome to Iowa, where you can write your own story. 
Choose from over 200 areas of study, including a dozen programs ranked in the top 10. Roll up your sleeves and try something new. You never know where it might take you. This story is written, directed, and produced by you. Learn more at uiowa.edu. Back from the break, and this is our only table match we're looking at that isn't from WWF slash WWE. It is TNA Lockdown. And remember what I said about uh, no duplicates? Here's the duplicate. We have a cage table match, because the thing about TNA Lockdown is everything is inside six sides of steel. Yes. And it's Raven versus Jeff Hardy in a tables match. And they show a little thing before the match about how this feud came to be. It doesn't really explain why they're fighting. Raven just seems like a dick. It doesn't make sense at all. Well, Raven is all about his flock and people with him. Uh, So he's like, hey, Jeff, I have fans. You have fans. Why don't we come together and our fans, fans can intermingle. And Jeff, and was, it, Jeff was just like, just like nah. I'm all set. <laughs> so I was like, I'm good. My fans are my fans. Your fans are your fans. I respect what you do. They they truly sounded like two stone drug dealer kids in like the smoker's pit outside your high school that think they're talking very smart, and they're not. They're just... Jeff sounded like, oh, what is the, dr- what is the druggie's name from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Oh, Spicoli. Spicoli. He, he does just sound started like Spicoli. Spicoli. Yeah. Um, I love that this is also a steel cage match because, oh, also after that, Raven just hits Jeff Hardy the next week with a garbage can because he was mad that he took, didn't take him up his offer. Yeah. And that's just enough reasons. for a feud. That's enough. Um, so we're in a cage match, but it's actually a tables match. I love the TNA entranceway, the tube, the tube light. Yeah. Especially for a guy like Jeff Hardy. Like, the lighting that they had for him, I thought it was a really fun entrance. I know so little about TNA that all this is still novel to me. Yeah, I mean, I will say my favorite part about the AEW rampway that they do is the fact that there are two tunnels. Um, You know, they got the babyface tunnel and the heel tunnel. I think that's really cool. Uh, I I think that they use it a lot to good use as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see what happened with Kenny Omega last week. He's been coming out the babyface tunnel. Yeah, He turned his heel on Moxley. And then this week he came out the heel tunnel. Ooh. <laughs> so, one thing I will note: if this is a match that sounds really exciting to you, and you're like, "I'm gonna go and look at the link on Full Press Wrestling and fucking and, don't uh, and check it out," this was recorded on a Game Boy Advance. <laughs> I don't know what washing machine this footage has gone through, but it has very clearly been left in someone's pant pocket. Because the the shitty thing is Jeff and Raven, when it's pretty pixelated, look the same. Yes. It was hard to figure out who was in control at certain times. Um, so you remember in like 2012 range, 11, 12 range, when YouTube was YouTube, like on the iPhone or iPod or whatever, mm-hmm. it was like still useful, but the auto was never the highest quality. It was no. always the lowest one. Yeah. And you just start up a video and you're like, well, this is shit. <laughs> it's that video. It's that video. <laughs> so early on, Jeff came out with two chairs for some reason, just extra fun times. Uh, and Jeff is literally swinging the chairs at Raven's legs to start, which I thought was a yeah. really weird strategy. Yeah, the first, like, so this match is probably, like, 
12, 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the first, like, four minutes of the match is literally just them throwing each other into the cage. My note here was they're just using the cage. No tables, just cage. I will say Jeff does hit a whisper in the wind using the chair, which I thought was cool. Or not whisper in the wind. Uh, is that whisper in the wind? Or is that poetry in motion? Poetry in motion. Okay, so I always mix those two up, but it's fine. Jeff does cool things off of a chair. It's fine. Uh, but you're right. It is a lot of just cage usage early on. Yeah. Um, and it, it does get cool because pretty early on, Raven hits the DDT, which is his finisher. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's they really, the announced team, Mike Tanay actually does a pretty good job in this match. He, uh, he goes out there and says, yeah, uh, he hits a DDT. Normally, he'd go for finish. It feels a little bit early to be doing this because he hasn't really done much damage on Jeff, um, which is true because he tries to tackle Jeff through a table mm-hmm. uh, right moves. after that. Jeff move out of the way. Raven puts himself through it, and they're like, there wasn't an offensive maneuver yeah. on the Doesn't table. Count. At least TNA tells you right away instead of just being like, oh, well, uh, he... Uh, yeah, they had that rule clearly in state in, in place. Yeah, they knew like with the swiftness. They were like, there was no offensive move. Jeff did not put him through that table. And as much as you said the commentary does a good job, holy shit, Don West, I need you to stop yelling at me. No, that's Don West's whole thing. No, 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 no. It he was sells trash. the merch. I don't. And he care. yells on commentary. I don't care. It was the. It was more annoying than the grainy footage. It was. It was so frustrating. Just to. I know he's excited, but like. <laughs> Bring it down 20%, and I'll still know you're excited. After we record this episode, I want you to go on whatever internet machine you use and look up Don West selling merch. It is the greatest thing you'll ever listen to and see in your life. I think I'll need a, a little bit more space between listening to him in, on the matches <laughs> yesterday and and doing that. So you need to take weekend. a break. You need some I'll, time I'll apart. Don West break, yeah. It's not, it's not you, it's him. <laughs> Um, at one point, they both go up to the top rope, Raven and Jeff, and this is after uh, Jeff had been busted open, I believe, using the cage again. Yeah, and then Raven is busted open because Jeff was just raking. So they both go up to the top rope, and nothing really happens. They both kind of just fall off, and it looks like a botch. And they're like, oh, you didn't, you pushed him off. And I was like, yeah, no, that's a cover. Like that, they, yeah. they fucked up doing what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah, uh, at one point, Jeff hits a twist of fate, and then just kind of does like a little pimp walk to the... <laughs> They also call it the twist, like he's chubby fucking checker. Because <laughs> they don't have the rights to twist of fate, so they're like, oh, it's the twist. And I was just like, oh, yeah. You can call it like... They can call it like, I don't know, what the hell is the thing they could call it? Jeff has is one of the weirdest guys I've ever heard of in my life. He could come up with a bunch of fucked up names that I'm sure would mean something to him. But this instead, they just call it the twist. I mean, what's the name of his band? It's I like some... I don't remember. There's a number nev- in it, I'm pretty never sure. Never something or another. Have you heard his band? They're not the worst. Correct. That is an accurate statement if you're taking into account all music that's ever happened. They're not the best, but they're not the worst. That's true too. It's they very. Are some, let's just say it's very Jeff Hardy. Somewhere between first and last. It's very Jeff Hardy. It yes, it's very up his alley. Um. Yeah. So he does that. He does a pimp walk to the cage. He climbs the cage, uh, while Raven's placed on the table. He goes for a swan song. Jason or uh, Jason. Wow. Raven moves out of the way, 
And for some reason, while he's climbing the cage, I'm sorry, I just have to, we just have to pivot here for a second. Because Mike today is just randomly talking about all these athletes that like TNA. Like, and we get a Dimitri Young Dimitri reference. Dimitri Young. Um, we get an AJ Pruszynski reference, which, by the way, AJ Pruszynski, if you just so happen to be listening to this podcast, fuck you. <laughs> you are quite literally the most irritable baseball player to has ever played. Uh, and the, fuck the you. Reason, the reason this all happens is because they said there were three New York Mets at ringside, and they are three New York Mets I have never fucking heard of in my life. Uh, I don't remember where they were. Exactly. They, they, they have gone in my ear and out the other. Because it's, I'm pretty sure Dimitri good. Young at this point was maybe on the Rangers or the Angels. Or the Tigers. Tigers. AJ Persiski was on the White Sox. Mm-hmm. So it's like... Eh. They were just talking about all their cool baseball friends. It was really weird. Yeah, and this is in fucking Nashville. They don't even have a team. <laughs> um, so like you said, Jeff goes for the Swanton Bomb and misses. He puts himself through the table. He goes himself through the table again. Yeah. Uh, Raven goes up on the ropes. Hardy climbs up to knock him down. And at one point they cut, you know how WWE cuts to like crowd reaction shots just to like, be like, Oh, look, people are really invested. They cut to this woman who is looking away and they proceed to roast her. And it's not anybody's (laughs) like, it's not like Jeff's wife or anything. It's just some random woman in the crowd. I thought it was his wife too, but I was like, isn't his wife blonde? They never said anything. So I don't know that. So I'm like, why is this random woman being roasted for not watching? Yeah, because I genuinely, I thought it would be his wife, but I was like, no, that's not Jeff's wife because I looked her up afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) I need to be sure. I need to be certain. Because I was just so confused by what was happening here, but they didn't mention that it was his wife or girlfriend or. But they say like put away the women and children. And I was like, women friend and children or... can enjoy your your weird wrestling match. TNA, relax. Like don't yeah don't don't shame the women and children. Yeah, no, it's it's so weird. But like, um, I will say there was a cool spot here. So after Jeff explodes that table with a swanton. Um, Raven kind of takes broken bits of the table and just starts like hitting Jeff with them. <laughs> That was pretty cool. Um, there was a point where Jeff just started climbing the cage, and I was like, I'm just concerned now. <laughs> now I'm concerned. We, because We know he'll be okay, but it's still concerning to see. I don't trust Jeff Hardy at this point in his life. <laughs> he's got to just to be on the ground. He is on, he is on, unfortunately, he is on drugs, and he is not uh, in a place where he can make sound decisions because Jeff Hardy has never been in a place to make sound decisions when it comes to his body. <laughs> But he goes up onto the cage, and he puts his feet on the cage door, which has been opened by Raven. Yeah, to try to close it on him. And then Raven hits the door, and Hardy gets sacked. Like, he drops he down first onto the cage. Yes, and then he kind of, like, moves the, ch- the cage door again, and Jeff just gets even more crushed. And when he does, Hardy kicks him into the... It actually kicks the uh, cage into Raven's face, too. Yeah, and then Jeff jumps off the cage into nothing. Does a big old dive and nothing into Raven's foot. Which, like, did you have to come off the cage for that? No, he did not. Hardy then is out cold, and Raven decides to make a fucking stack of tables. He's just playing Jenga. The ref helps him set up the tables. Yeah. Which is unintentionally so funny. Is this crooked ref Brian Armstrong? Is this Nick Patrick? Like... (laughs) I don't understand. So he's just helping Raven. Raven's like, I want to put two tables on top of two other tables. The ref's like, oh, who am I to, to get in the way of progress? Then just starts putting tables up. It's fucking Bob the Builder over here. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, so they they're both. So Jeff gets up. They're both on the top rope, up against the cage, just kind of hitting each other. At one point, Jeff just hits a back elbow. Raven like slips off the rope, just casually lands and perfectly places himself on a table. And then Very Jeff is just like, you know what? Fuck it. Leg drop puts him through the tables. It actually seemed like it was pretty safe because the table slowly broke yeah. as they worried out. Like it looked like a slide, but also like a cushy landing. Jeff does his best Yvonne Dudley impression and does the leg drop to the table. Yes. All right. Uh, so I give it a nine because I, like I the also stack give it table. a nine. I thought it was a pretty good one. I don't think it was a ten. No, it's not a ten. I don't know if we see a ten. Oh, we see a ten. Oh, okay. Apparently, we see a ten. I have been mistaken. Let's move on to match number three. We're back to WWE, but specifically WWE CW. CM Punk, Tommy Dreamer, and the Sandman versus the new breed, which is Matt Stryker, Elijah Burke, and Marcus Corvon. Just so you know, Mr. McMahon is ECW champion at this time. <laughs> Just so you know. It's One Night Stand 2007. We're at that part of, of the WWE CW ex- like experiment wow <laughs> do rag vince era that's okay a sad time you're right this was very such sad. a random match um <laughs> it's a very random match um cm punk i guess had faked joining the new breed and then sided with the ecw originals instead which is fair because he would have thrived in ecw in the in old ecw he would have yeah. done really well I, I will say, like, CM Punk is teaming with Sandman and Tommy Dreamer against the New Breed, who you mentioned is a bunch of jabrones. Um, this is a guy who, in four years, uh, is not only the biggest star in wrestling, but goes on a 434-day WWE championship run. <laughs> Which I think can be considered to be, like, hope for your your favorites who aren't being used right, right, right right now i mean hey we will get to people emerging as big stars in a little bit here mm-hmm. uh we'll actually get to it twice but that's true that's true um yeah i just thought that was so weird sandman does his entrance his usual entrance where I he can't it doesn't have enter sandman and i can't it, do it it sucks without enter sandman he emerges to the crowd and then proceeds to spit beer on a lot of children because, like, at ECW shows, there were no children. And if they were, their parents had made those decisions to have those <laughs> things happen to their children. Right? Were you like one of those children, Evan? If I, Oh, no. If my if we had ever pitched going to an ECW show, my mom would have, like, lost her mind. She would have had a conniption. Absolutely. Um, I didn't go to a WWE show. I went to one house show when I was nine. And then the next time was a SmackDown taping when I was 12, I think. I wasn't able to go to any wrestling events until I was old enough to pay for them myself. Uh, yeah. I remember I went to the SmackDown show, the the SmackDown before WrestleMania 33. Uh, I saw Dean Ambrose get fucked fucked up by Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, I, I saw New Day. I went to a couple of house shows here too. I saw Seth Rollins against Dean Ambrose in person. I saw Sami Zayn against fucking kevin owens in person at that house show as well it was basically the greatest thing that ever happened to me i got to see steve generico and i got to see tyler black that's all i cared about the best show that i've been to and i think i mentioned on the pod before was i was at nxt takeover toronto the first one with diy versus revival thank you so much it's fucking great 
It was excellent. Anyways, the new breed. Um, so, Marcus Corvon. Marcus Corvon. You, you, you enlightened me before this podcast that he is Monty Brown. He is Monty Brown. Pounce, baby. Pounce. I did not know that. That's why I, um, I love Marcus Corvon, just because like he did nothing in WWE, but he was Monty Brown, and I loved him in TNA. He's the only guy I knew from TNA. Yeah. I thought he had lots of charisma. I thought he was a very good, like, I, he, I thought he was excellent. He just had the feel of a guy that, so he's in the ring. I believe it's him and Dreamer, and he is just doing things, his mannerisms, all that. He just has the feel of a guy that I would hate. Wrestling hate, not real hate. There's a lot of people I real hate. He would not be one of them. Uh, he, I, I would dislike him in wrestling terms. He, he's such an effective heel. He just seems so cocky, so arrogant. But damn, the guy looks like a million bucks, and mm-hmm. I really liked his finisher. Elijah Burke is also great. I think he was actually a pretty decent wrestler. I think he the had Pope. Some, yeah, the Pope. And Matt Stryker is Matt Stryker. I hate Matt Stryker in every capacity. Uh, why is this a table match that has tags, especially in ECW? I hate this. Why is Vince McMahon the ECW champion with a fucking do rag? <sighs> what they did to ECW hurts my soul. <laughs> like, I mean, if you think about it, like probably the best champion that ECW WWE ECW had was Christian. Um, the feud between Morrison and Punk was good. Yeah, but I don't I think either Punk of them Morrison. held the belt for very long. No, I think my brain thinks Punk was a really great ECW champion because my brain just associates him with like that. He wasn't there for wrestling. that long though. Like he was no. only there a couple he of had months to move before on to, he got to winning Money in the Bank. Yeah, and then he was like Kofi tag team. He mm-hmm. was like an IC champion and stuff. It was weird. So there's not a lot that happens early on, but then Punk and Dreamer do a get the table spot. Uh, Corvon attacks, attacks Dreamer at ringside so he can't get the tables right. And Punk hits him with a suicide dive, which I thought was really good. And they, like, popped big for a suicide dive because this is 2007. Yeah. They they were happening in every match then. Only just Ring of Honor shows, which is where Punk is from. Which is where Punk got it from, yep. But I will say, to give Matt Stryker some props, so CM Punk does the, the knee into the corner and then the mm-hmm. bulldog spot. And Stryker's sell of that bulldog is fucking beautiful. Like, he just does, like, a handstand, basically, and he's just dead. Which is it's great. great. Um, Sandman gets a kendo stick. When the hell does Sandman get a kendo stick? <laughs> was I don't know question. where he got it from, but like the man does love his kendo sticks. I don't know where he got it from. It literally, there was no like visual of him in any capacity getting a kendo stick. He just has one. He can just summon them. Yeah, him and Dreamer set up a table on the outside, like between the the barrier and the ring steps or apron. Doesn't matter. Uh, they're going to do a double suplex on Stryker uh, to put him through there, but Corvon and uh, Elijah Burke move the table out of the way. They're still at the suplex, and Stryker lets out a very exaggerated scream. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny to see Stryker in pain. Um, Sandman is up top, and he's, Which, he's why? beaten. Why? Why he's is on the he top row. on the top row? He's, he's beaten down on Stryker, and then Stryker just, just yeets him off to the outside. Yeah. Sandman also, the one thing I know, like both Sandman and Dreamer obviously are up there in age in comparison to the other guys in the match. Sandman is moving so much slower than anybody else in the match. Hey, he was a construction worker, all right? <laughs> they brought that up a lot. He's a man's man. He's a, he's a man. Okay. Um, and then Marcus Corvon hits his... I, th- I assume this is his finisher. I don't know. He calls it the Alpha Bomb. It's great. Yeah. 
So he puts him in a. He puts. Is it on punk? Yes. Yeah, he does it on punk because it looked really good, and I know nobody else is selling that on the ECW side. Um. So yeah, it's on punk. He like puts him in a position, so it's like for a fallaway slam or something. Like he just holds him sideways, uh, and then he just like rotates him, puts him in a power bomb, and just slams him down. It's a beautiful move, it's and really cool. one that I'm surprised no one else has done. No one else has nicked it, yeah. Like it. To be fair, you gotta be all sorts of strong to do that thing. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, come on, Keith Lee, just just bust that out one of these matches. Although Cesaro I do love the spirit it. bomb. The spirit bomb is so good. No, if Cesaro is doing a power bomb, it is going to be the fucking Ricola bomb. Let him do it, WWE, you cowards. What else do you like in this one? Um, I mean, it, it kind of just ends after that because Dreamer hits a power driver on Elijah Burke uh, and places him on a table. Punk grabs Stryker. He hits a superplex onto Elijah Burke with Stryker through the table in the ECW Originals and chick magnet punk win the match i laugh every time i hear chick magnet punk this was the 10 out of 10 why because there's a fun little superplex spot there was already a guy on the table the other guy gets driven through it and that one guy that gets driven through it is matt striker that alone makes it a 10 out of 10 i think your disdain for matt striker pushed up to a 10 for me it was a 9 i thought it was excellent. It is I, thought 10. It was the, I thought this and the uh the big stack of tables leg drop were both like the best table spots we saw in, in all the matches. That is an opinion. <laughs> you're, you're right, it is an opinion. When we get back, we're going to look at the two matches that Javier first thought of when he thought of tables matches, and two that are really coming out parties for new young stars. What is the best university ever? Welcome to Iowa, where you can write your own story. Choose from over 200 areas of study, including a dozen programs ranked in the top 10. Roll up your sleeves and try something new. You never know where it might take you. This story is written, directed, and produced by you. Learn more at uiowa.edu. What is the best university ever? Welcome to Iowa, where you can write your own story. Choose from over 200 areas of study, including a dozen programs ranked in the top 10. Roll up your sleeves and try something new. You never know where it might take you. This story is written, directed, and produced by you. Learn more at uiowa.edu. Back from the break, we are moving to TLC 2009. It is Javier's boyhood hero, the man he has pajamas of, John Cena, defending the WWE Championship against young Sheamus, fella. He wasn't Sheamus O'Shaughnessy, thank goodness, but he was Sheamus. He um, was Sheamus. Man, what a weird match. <laughs> Sheamus debuted in ECW in June 09, and this is now December 09. So it's been six months since he debuted and destroyed a local competitor. Now he's challenging Cena for the title. What happened was he moved to Raw pretty quickly. He beat Jamie Noble into storyline retirement. Uh, yeah. And then won a breakthrough battle royal for people who had never had a world title shot uh, and got the title shot for TLC. Weird way to get there. Quick yeah. way to get there. Uh, and then an, a very strange match. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why this was one of the... This was the first... First off, this was the first tables match that came to my mind. It's memorable. I will give you that. And it's John Cena, which is right up your alley. 
Yeah, it does. You said I had his pajamas. I wish I had John Cena pajamas. I do not. <laughs> Can confirm. I don't even have John Cena merch. I actually don't have really? any John Cena items. Yeah, for my entire love of John Cena, I have a lot of shirts. I have like three Seth Rollins wrestling shirts. I have a Dean Ambrose one. I have an AJ Styles one. Uh, I have a Drew McIntyre one. I do not have a John Cena shirt. I don't like his shirts. They're too colorful and they're not I was going to say they are pretty great. bright. Yeah, I mean, if I could get, like, one of Rapper Cena or, like, er, very, very early uh, Super Cena, like, yeah. But, like, I don't like his... Cena has had some of the most historically terrible shirts ever. Not just it's the bright ones. so bad. Um, the Rock Fools shirt is garbage. Yes. The Champ is here pointing down is garbage. At, with the belt there. Yeah. The only shirt I can think of of John Cena's that I really like is I the like one the, that's uh, the beer modeled one. after the PBR. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I can think of that I like. And I did try to get it. I remember at the same house show, uh, not the same house, the, the SmackDown taping, I got Dean, Ambr- Dean Ambrose's shirt. Uh, the, the cool one that's like, it's DA. With yeah. the, it's like barbed wire inspired, and on the back it said the lunatics run the asylum. Um, I tried to get the John Cena one, but they didn't have it in my size. Did so. I about the, uh, the time I was walking around with a, a New Day shirt on in my neighborhood? And a woman no. was like, she was like, oh, wrestling fan i was like oh you too and she said no and just walked away <laughs> that's awesome and i was like oh so you wanted to call me out but you don't want to engage all right okay so here's the best thing Fair. in the world it's a shameful thing lost your head again find up dead i was just gonna see how long you were gonna go you win, you win, like <laughs> some kind of so early Dude. on in the match it's a brawl and they brawl to the outside early Sheamus is really matching Cena's strength, and that's part of the storyline that's throughout the whole match is that every time Cena goes up against a new person who's strong, they're like, Cena's never seen anyone this strong. It's like, Cena's seen a lot of strong people. One of them has to have been the strongest. After that, he can deal with the people who are strong. He's dealt with lots of strong people by 2009. So my, I have to note this. Big Man John, uh, with the spinner belt, this is what I live for. Mm-hmm. I wrote that in all capitals because, yeah. Matt Stryker's on commentary. And this he, is the other duplicate. Is that this, Matt Stryker's no, yes, on commentary? This was the, the other duplicate. This is the one I was referring to. Um, and here is the dumbest thing that I have ever heard in my life. John Cena is the most controversial pop culture superstar that WWE has ever had. I can think of a few others. First off, a bigger pop culture superstar than John Cena that the WWE has had. Fucking Hulk Hogan exists. True. And fuck Hulk Hogan. Um, but also the, the rock is a bigger pop culture superstar. I mean, yeah, but controversial. No, no. I'm just talking just in general. Stone Cold, I guess the character was controversial. Yeah. There have been more controversial people. Shawn Michaels. Also, Seamus apparently put Mark Cuban through a table because this was the, uh, the guest host era of Raw. Yeah. I, I, I want to go watch that. I want to see Seamus. I remember Mark this Cuban vaguely. Table. Um, Sheamus has also bro-kicked John Cena three different times leading into this match, which is like, you know what, fucking go ahead, Sheamus. But it wasn't called the bro-kick. We will get to that. Yeah. I have strong opinions on this. Um, so Sheamus is beating ass from the beginning, which we love. Uh, they get to the outside, which like 80% of this match is on the outside. It really is, yeah. Um, Cena starts smashing Sheamus' head into the announce table. Um after a little while, Cena sets up a table. He, he has Sheamus like laying uh, against it. Sheamus is like on his knees, kind of against the table. 
Cena goes to the top rope to do his flying leg drop thing. Sheamus is like, whoa, buddy. No, 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 no. He just starts whoa running there, away. Whoa there, fella. Um, Sheamus starts targeting Cena's back, which becomes a big story big in this match. match yeah. uh, especially the lower back. He just starts slamming him. He starts pounding on him. Sheamus is a very stiff worker. <laughs> it's funny because Sheamus is a stiff worker, but also... I love how pale Seamus is because every time he gets hit by anything, you can see where he got hit. Yeah, you can he got see hit marks in the peck on that, early on in the match. I think and it was he's when just a Cena huge was red welt. Yeah, Cena was just like throwing him into the announce table. And I guess like Seamus was kind of like flailing his arm up too while he went down. And I guess on mm-hmm. one of them, he probably just caught his peck or something. He was fine, but like he just like had like this welt. It, it looked like his his boob was gonna fall off. It looked like he tore his fucking peck. <laughs> um. Sheamus just starts beating Cena's ass around the ring. It got really slow at this point, which, yeah, you want to build up the heat. You kind of want to build up some sympathy for Cena, but this is a tables match, sir. Can Mm -hmm. we please pick up the pace? Sheamus goes for a Celtic cross on the outside. Cena escapes. They brawl up the ramp a ways. Cena does suplex him onto the ramp. Um, Cena then does one of the funniest things I've seen Cena do, which is carry a table. He is struggling. By the by, the one end of the table, over like beside him, he's gonna try to swing it and like squish Seamus like a no, mug. he wants to throw it at Seamus. Oh, I don't understand. Just dart it. Is I'm pretty sure that the scene is also responsible for one of my other favorite uh, weapon spots, which is when he whipped the stairs out of the ring at Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I. It's the funniest fucking clip I've ever seen it's amazing it's so good but this wasn't that because he just like there's so much wind resistance on the table that when he tries to drop it down it just it just falls so cena is selling his back he's struggling to carry the table it's not great um and then he does the table spot it's like he's kind of swinging it but he's also kind of darting it it's very weird i don't really know what the final product was supposed to look like Mm. it doesn't connect uh sheamus goes running away into like that side area of the ramp where it's just like random empty space uh and the crowd is kind of there but not really space for alberto de rio's uh cars yeah it's it's kind of the area that one time where chavo took ray mysterio (laughs) and smashed his knee in or that time that brock lesnar tore a car door off and threw it at innocent bystanders <laughs> and it hit someone it brock lesnar is very strong that He's is a lethal. car door yeah and it was a real one they do work their way back to the ring and this is where i think your ire is going to come because sheamus hits a particular kick that we know as the bro kick so it's he hits a bro kick out of nowhere um cena sells it weird but we're not gonna harp too much we're on not gonna that well on that no and Michael Cole calls it an Irish curse kick. I was bad like, wait, what? I thought name. it was the Irish curse backbreaker. Everything Seamus does is an Irish curse. No, I thought it was an Irish curse backbreaker. It is. Isn't that like now? Isn't that yeah. what it is? That's it is. the only Irish curse movie has, correct? It is. But at this point, everything was an Irish curse. He was cursed by the Irish. He, when f- and now I'm curious when it got called the bro kick. He gives out Irish curse handshakes. He'll give you an Irish curse autograph. Like, it's all it's all Irish curses. The whole thing. Um, yeah, see, there was a table spot, or a teased table spot. I don't remember what it was. But all I know is shoulder tackle, shoulder tackle, scoop side slam. Or, sorry, ducking the, the, 
the duck the lariat duck the lariat into scoop side slam five knuckle shuffle baby the, the best move in all of professional wrestling yep just a grown man taunting in his jorts um uh, sheamus got up as they do seen as like waiting to put the fu on and he was like i'm not dealing with this grabs a table that he set up in the corner immediately chucks it out the ring and i'm seeing it hits an fu it's an aa at this point for the no we're no it isn't um it's never an aa it's i thought it was a really heady move of sheamus to be able to think like i know he hits an aa next i'm going to get rid of this fucking table yes um and then we fast forward a little bit cena sets up a table like in the middle of the ring <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and he's setting up for an avalanche FU, but he doesn't have the facilities for that because his back hurts. His back is all messed up. Yeah. Um, shame is like puts him off and all this stuff. Then they get back to the top. They're like jockeying. Cena tries to go for a superplex, but again, he doesn't have the facilities for that. Um, Seamus like pushes him kind of, but Seamus also goes flying in the other direction Cena goes flying through like the slightest of corners of the table and breaks the table in the most gingerly way possible. Sheamus falls out of the ring to the outside and Sheamus O'Shaughnessy, the master of the Irish curse kick is now your WWE WWE Irish curse champion. (laughs) Um, You have a theory about what you think was supposed to happen. Yeah, this looks so weird and unnatural. So I think what was supposed to happen was I think that the spot was supposed to be that way, that they both go flying in opposite directions. Cena goes through the table. But I kind of noticed the table on the outside. I think there was one out there because it would have been the table that Sheamus threw out of the ring. I think what was supposed to happen was someone was supposed to set up that table mm-hmm. and or the table was supposed to be set up somehow. And I think Sheamus was supposed to go through that table off his fall but he's coming off the top rope to the outside, so maybe it takes him a little longer. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think he was supposed to go through that table, but Cena was supposed to go through the first table first, and Sheamus wins kind of by default. Cena a little bit. Yeah, it kind of protects Super Cena, which I'm all for. Um, and Sheamus still wins the match, but there's still like a little, hey, you both went through the yeah. thing, but Sheamus still wins. So Sheamus has won the title. Like I said, this was really early on after his main roster debut. 166 days. There are two guys who have won the WWE Championship faster after their debut. Can you name them? Uh, Were any of them after this? No, they were both before this. Brock? Yep, 126 days. Um, Is the other one obscure? No, it's not. It's not? Ooh. Um, he had been wrestling for quite a while before coming to WWF and is not known for his time in WWF. Was it in the 2000s? No, it was in the 90s. In the 90s? Ric Flair? Yep. Yeah. Ric Flair had only been on WWF television for 113 days before he won the 93 Rumble? 92. 90, 92 Rumble. But he entered at three. That's why I'm getting three. Yes. Yeah. So moving on from legendary competitors like Ric Flair to... The second match Javier thought of when he thought of tables matches, and a match that I really like and remember covering. TLC 2016, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defending against Alexa Bliss. This era of SmackDown fucking slaps. This was a great pay-per-view. At this point, so when, when the brand extension happened, I was writing for Daily DDT. 
And I was at that point doing both SmackDown and NXT recaps. And then after the brand split and after I started a new job, I said I can only do one. And I picked SmackDown because I more often was around to watch it. This era of SmackDown is so good. I remember watching the first official episode and they had a teaser that my boy Shelton Benjamin was coming back. And I swear to God, I was near tears. I was so excited. I was like, this is the greatest roster of, of all time. It was so good. I love the creativity. They built so many new stars. I mean, this TLC alone was awesome. I mean, the opening yeah. match was Rhino and Heath Slater against Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. I remember that for the tag team titles. Uh, the main event was the TLC match between Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles, where AJ Styles' butt cheek was out in the open. Uh, Dean Ambrose was doing X-plexes and all that through the chair. It was, it was just all over the place. You know, We I think Kalisto had a match against Baron Corbin that a chair was involved in. There was just so much goodness, so much awesomeness about this pay-per-view. Um, and, and yeah, I remember it very, very fondly. And for some reason, when I'm coming up with table matches, the second one that comes to, the second one that comes to mind is, you know, I remember that Becky Lynch-Alexa Bliss match for the Raw Women's title at the end of 2016. Hey, Evan, let's just throw that one on there. I love this feud. I genuinely really like this feud. Um, I, I think and I think it made Alexa. Like, it did. Right now, when we think of Alexa, we think of her as like a, a women's champion mainstay. Because she's been women's champion like four times? Yeah, four or that? five, something like that. But this was the match and the feud that really cemented her as a main event level. Because before this, she was known for... She was just couple, one of like, the bunch. She, I mean, she got drafted yeah. in... Uh, up from NXT to the main roster. And before that, she was known as the essentially like the manager for uh, Buddy, Blake and Murphy. Buddy and Murphy and Blake. But, Buddy and Murphy. Buddy Murphy Buddy and, and Murphy. Uh, Wesley Blake, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was fun. And this is pre-The Man Becky Lynch. This is still steampunk era. Yeah. But even in being women's champion, she was the first pick of women in the draft. And you can see... She has the potential to be the biggest star in the world. Yeah, I think which we all knew that. She becomes. I mean, this was really yep. a coming out party for both these women because Becky Lynch, I she won, I believe it was a six pack challenge to win uh the the SmackDown women's title. She was the first she was obviously the perfect choice to to be mm-hmm. the champion there. She was kind of established, but at the same time still very fresh. She was the biggest star in that match, I believe. I don't remember if Nikki Bella was quite back for that one yet. I know she was having her feud with Carmella, which they had a match at this yeah. pay-per-view. At On this pay-per-view, think, no too. DQ. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know if I don't remember if she was a part of that match or not, but I do know that Becky Lynch was the perfect choice for that. She was so over. You see it when she comes out. She's so incredibly over. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's, that's one thing that kind of points. Like, when you look back at Becky Lynch and the rise of Becky Lynch to becoming the man and quite literally i say this with no exaggeration whatsoever becoming the biggest star in wrestling because at yeah, one yeah, point so, yep. she was she the was. face of professional wrestling um yeah, yeah i mean it, just her rise she was loved throughout it she was always getting reactions even if she was in some two minute match on smackdown even she was she, there was like m- stretches of multiple weeks maybe even months where she was barely even appearing on the shows but the second yeah. she would pop back up the crowd would go crazy for her she was always beloved by people she would always get a reaction and you could really see like just the growth throughout the years in her and her relationship with the crowd and all it took was that one heel turn and 
boom, it just launched her straight into the stratosphere. WWE makes a point during the uh, broadcast to say this is the first singles women's tables match at TLC. And I was like, we are getting pretty specific. Yeah, this is like an ESPN stat. Like those random ass ESPN stats. LeBron James has a career field goal percentage higher than anybody else when shooting left-handed layups over people born in 1991 uh, only on leap years. Like, what? Yeah, it's it's so stupid. Like, this is the second person to ever score 50 points on this exact date at this exact time it's so like i hate there's like that there's a famous one that is like this many games this many steals this many points as many rebounds this many assists and shooting a certain percentage and it's like jordan magic bird and thaddeus young (laughs) and i I remember seeing it like this is when you know the next gen stats are getting a little too fucking specific. Yeah. Is that you're putting Thaddeus Young in that conversation. Yeah, I mean, all right. So let's go back to the match because the match starts. They're trading blows early. I've never seen a match like outside of Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I've never seen a match with more forearm shots thrown. <laughs> These two are just throwing forearms. It's a lot of four. It's a lot of four. Like half, not even half. Like sixty-six percent of this match is just them throwing forearms. It's yeah. kind of excessive, but it's okay. Um, there was a spot pretty early. They set up a uh, a table on the outside, and Alexa's on the apron. Becky's in the ring, and Becky, she doesn't do it as much after her man uh, thing came through. But you know, she would do the springboard like kick kind of mm-hmm. where she would get up and then just thrust kick you uh she does that and there's like a perfect little tease because you kind of felt like that was going to be the finish but it was still kind of too early but alexa does a great job because she's she's tiny so she could like sell it really well there because like there's not much of her to go that she has to hold yeah. on to she's probably like 100 pounds uh and she's just like hanging on for dear life she's like has like a pinky on the rope it's it's just really really good I will say this match more than any other match that we've watched relies most on, ooh, it's a move near the table. Yeah, and I love like, that. This one has a lot of the, like, ooh, it's getting close. And I like that. I think that's what it should be. It's a match centered around tables. Like, you do a ladder match and with the title up on or, or a Money in the Bank briefcase, and there's a lot of teases to grab the thing. Why isn't there more teases to put people through a table? <laughs> I'm glad we didn't do ladder matches. We would have watched a lot of people climbing slowly. Yeah. Um, Alexa bites Becky's hand, and we get J- the greatest piece of commentary JBO has ever given us in the history of time. Like Luis Suarez. <laughs> and I was howling. I was howling. I was laughing. My bird started screaming because I was downstairs. I hate that JBL would occasionally get a good reference in because he's shit. <laughs> um, and I would hate that every once in a while he'd say something that would make me laugh and i'm like damn it yeah so it's like it's like when that person you hate in class makes a good joke and you're like yeah damn so for those who don't know luis suarez is a uruguayan striker he's probably the best striker of the last 10 15 years um one of the greatest soccer players of all time when it's all said and done and my God, he, he has an affinity for biting people when he's in the National League level. Uh, he, Giorgio Chiellini. Just gets hungry. Uh, of the Italian national team. He got bit by him. Uh, there was another person. I believe it was when he was playing for Liverpool. Uh, he bit someone there as well. There's He's a character. He's not a great human being either, but he's very talented. So, yeah. Uh, Alexa Bliss, not a great human being in wrestling character, but, hey, she's very talented. 
you know this is true. so yeah it was, it was great um alexa just starts healing it up after that and she just like true. lynch lynch tries to fire up at one point bliss with just right right forearms yeah slamming her into the mat like shutting down i do like when becky fires up again and uh puts bliss uh, at a table in the corner tries to put her through and she avoids and then becky goes for the exploder yeah flex and uh just is blocked by bliss yeah Alexa hits the sto like, yeah this is going to be big this is going to be the one because i thought it was going to be a really cool spot i love the exploder suplex i think it's an excellent move no, it's, an, it's a uh, nice looking exploder a, i'm a i'm a sucker for a good suplex and so i was like oh and like alexa's so small you can launch her into the, into the yeah. table and becky as we know she crossfits with cesaro sheamus and seth rollins the woman is a very fit i would die I would absolutely I would actually die. die. Have you, so have you seen their workouts in the CrossFit? They hurt to watch. Like, I am just looking at that, and I was like, three exercises in. That is when I would tap out. <laughs> yep, I'm going to be tired. I go to the forever. gym on a forever. regular basis. Three exercises in, I would tap out. <laughs> yeah, there was something else. Um, yeah, so the, there's the spot you were talking about. Um, Alexa hits that STO, which really gives her the advantage again. And I believe there's a spot um, previously to that where Alexa, like, flipped over the table or Becky flipped over the table or something. So there's just been a table near the corner that's been flipped over the whole time. It's set up. Like, the legs are open and everything. It's just flipped over. And then Alexa takes Becky over, and she hits a DDT onto it. Oh, no, that's right after. Uh, Lynch has Bliss in a fireman's carry, and Bliss has the heads-up move to flip the table. Oh, yeah. That's what I Like, right away. And then uh, gets in control and DDTs Lynch onto the table, which looks like it hurt. Yeah. And then yet somehow out of that, Becky is the one to really get control again first. Yeah, and she puts on she a disarmor through the table leg, which looked it reminds awesome. me of when like the walls of Jericho is on a, an announce table, and it's like, oh, it hurts more. And I was like, I don't. No, it actually did. Like, okay, so if you think about it, those table legs have like that bar that goes through the middle. Yeah, no, this one, this one's more believable. I just don't understand so, like, why Alex, like, always... Alexa's thing, like, let's say there's the bar, like, her yeah. thing was, like, going up, and it's like, oh, shit, that looks like it sucks. I also love how they have made sure to use the fact that Alexa can uh, dislocate her elbow. Yeah, I like, like, the little hyperextension <laughs> that she could do. It's a funny little gimmick thing. That yeah. was my favorite. That was really another good part of that feud. And then, you know, Mickey James gets involved. And, and uh, what is it, El Luchadora? Was that it? What was uh, yeah, I, probably. I think it was Sounds El Luchadora. Right. Uh that was really cool. I think it was uh what was what's her face? She's the T, she's the Impact Women's Champion right now. Jordan Grace. No, Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo yeah. was like underneath it for a while because they didn't want to debut Mickey James yet. Um they, they just start fighting on the apron. They're throwing shots back and forth, more forearm shots because yeah. Um that's all before Alexa shots. does an eye rake and then Becky misses a kick. Uh, so Alexa does an eye rake. She gets down uh, to the floor. Becky misses like a PK kind of thing. And her momentum takes her, swings her a bit. So her back is kind of towards Alexa. Alexa just grabs both her legs, takes her in a powerbomb position, power bombs her off the apron, through a table that's been set up on the outside like the entire match. And yep. Alexa Bliss is your new SmackDown Women's Champion. The first of Second her career. one ever. Yeah. And... I like this a lot. I thought it was an eight out of ten, just for yeah. like the sna- like the quickness. I like the entire sequence, which is why I gave it a yes. nine. I like how it was it was a botched PK and the momentum takes her. 
because mm-hmm. yeah that's how it is and i think it's, it's reasonable for like lynch had been in control she had lots of opportunities um and one small slip up and that doesn't make your champ like your ex-champion look bad at all like bliss got her for one quick moment and that's it like table matches are really a good way to protect champions in terms of loss because you know it's pinfall right yeah one wrong move you're you're no longer champ i think that's a pretty protective way to go about it and you're right now like this is the match that launched bliss into being a main event star and then she had a really good run with the belt yeah and now she's she's made she can be a world champion for as long as she wrestles and it's believable and legit yeah and she i mean for the longest time was the best heel that they had in either one of those women's divisions whether it was raw or smackdown she was so good like say what you want about our Alexa bliss in the ring i don't think she's awful i think she's fine she's an average worker i think she's grown a lot yeah i she's, think she's i think she's good yeah, she's an average worker but like average in this day and age is pretty fucking good compared to what we've gotten from women in the past and she can hold her own and she can tell a good story is what i really love about alexa like you think about her now in her role uh with bray wyatt you know mm-hmm. with the fiend and all that it's a lot of character and work. The acting is incredible you know she's got great facial expressions she always has and I think there are so many aspects of pro wrestling that she just gets uh, and not a lot of people do. She's very good at telling a story and I think that is the most important aspect of being a pro wrestler and she's just had it on lock and you saw it from pretty much the beginning here in her main roster run and that feud with Becky is just honestly like it, it kickstarted her run um, and it really was the thing that kind of it sent Becky on the spiral a little bit because she wasn't really able to get back to that level of being the champion until she turned on Charlotte. She turns on Charlotte. She becomes the man and I'll be damned. She became the biggest star in all of pro wrestling. Which was your favorite to watch of the five matches? Um, I think it was the women's match. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it, it. In my opinion, it was the best match of the bunch. Um, I, I think my favorite to watch was the ta- was the opening tag turmoil just because it was a lot of nostalgia. <laughs> but the best match of the bunch is Bliss Lynch. I mean, my favorite to watch was anything involving John Cena. But yeah, no, I really like this. True. Just everything involved with that tables match, the the women's table match was so good, and I just those two just went out there, told a great story, and honestly, they just did a kick ass job of having a good tables match. Also, here is the exact stats from that Thaddeus Young meme. Ready? <laughs> Players with 800 games to average 13.5 points, 5.9 rebounds, 1.4 steals, 49% field goal percentage, and 30% three-point field goal percentage. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young has always been underrated. That's what they've always told me. Goat. You don't see Kobe on that list. You don't see, you know. You don't see Jason Tatum on that that list. list. (laughs) <laughs> he was probably in high school at the time but i was gonna say that man hasn't been in here for 800 games <laughs> um that will wrap up this week's episode the special tables episode uh next week we are covering a mainstay of the 2000s era wwe product and that is carlito caribbean cool i spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool there's gonna be a lot of apples eaten on the next episode i'm gonna have I'm to buy excited. some apples how you like them apples? Um, Javier, where can people find you on social media? On the Twitter machine, I am at Sports. UMass men's basketball starts playing tomorrow. Uh, so you will be seeing me fanboy the fuck out about UMass basketball for 
the next few months. I do not apologize about it. I no longer have to not to to be a uh, unbiased character since I graduated. And I'm pretty much out of journalism at this point, aside from the stuff I do with wrestling. So, yeah, UMass, let's go. Go Minutemen. Yes. Minutemen? Yes, Minutemen. So you can follow me on Twitter at it's Evan Gomes, I-T-S-E-V-A-N-G-O-M-E-S. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Crossbody of Work and email us if you have ideas for episodes we should do in the future, crossbodyworkpod at gmail.com. Javier, any last words for the people? Black lives matter and keep fighting the good fight, everybody. See you next week for Carlito. What is the best university ever? Welcome to Iowa, where you can write your own story. Choose from over 200 areas of study, including a dozen programs ranked in the top 10. Roll up your sleeves and try something new. You never know where it might take you. This story is written, directed, and produced by you. Learn more at uiowa.edu.